Miracy. And I've seen that a few times, and it's usually after about two to three years of trying to break through to that next level and it not happening. And nine times out of 10, it's because you've outgrown your business as it stands now. Hello, I'm Melinda Cohen, and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called The Coaches Console, and we're proud to have helped over 50,000 entrepreneurs in creating profitable coaching businesses. In this podcast, my guests and I dive into difficult coaching conversations. And you may know by now that I love to take a deeper look into difficult issues and situations that we might be having with our clients, but also into challenges we have to work with ourselves as coaches. So what if your coaching business has stalled and you're not sure how to change that? As business owners, we work hard to grow our business and serve as many clients as we can. We might find ourselves fueling other successes and ignoring our own. So maybe you ask yourself, what's next? You keep working hard, but feel you keep ending up in the same place over and over again. Or you feel there's something bigger calling you, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Whatever the case, it can be a sign that maybe it's time to upgrade your business. My guest today is a business integrator, speaker, and author, and we're going to talk about how to evolve your coaching business and also how maybe to help your clients evolve their business. In this episode, I'm having a conversation with business coach and brand strategist, Holly Chantel. Holly helps her clients build a business that lights them up. She takes an integrative approach and helps clients bring their messaging, their business model, and marketing into alignment with who they are and the next level of business growth. Welcome, Holly. Thank you for having me, Melinda. I'm excited to be here. Holly, I am so excited to have this conversation with you and have you on the show. But before we dive in, could you talk a little bit about your background and your business? Yeah, so I have been in the coaching space since 2009 and primarily working in helping coaches get their website messaging and their offers all together and out into the world. When I had children and needed to change my business model and change the way that my offers were priced and those kinds of things. And in navigating that change, I found that there's this whole evolution that we go through as business owners and now that's what I'm supporting my clients through with the, the strategy and the offer business model aspects that I've always been working on, but also bringing in that honoring the evolution and honoring the personal growth that you go through as a business owner. I love the honoring, the evolution, and the personal growth, right? Like I feel like as business owners, our business is our playground for our life's evolution and just playing a bigger game personally as a human being in all aspects of our life. So I love that you pay attention to all of that. Now, you talked about how a lot of your clients are coaches, some are consultants. Is there a reason why you work with those specific types of entrepreneurs? It's funny because I fell into working with coaches kind of by accident and really into the coaching space in general as becoming a coach myself in that I had no idea that this industry existed until I went to a conference for a company that I was a part of and met Marsha Weeder, the dream coach. Mm -hmm. And when I heard her speak, it just unlocked this dreamer and it unlocked that child inside of you that believes that they could do anything. 
And I realized that for a while that that inner child had been hidden for a bit. And I also realized that there's so many people out there that have huge potential, have experiences that they've gone through and messages and purpose to bring to the world. And there's inner things stopping them. There's circumstances stopping them. And I realized that I could really help people work through those things and with the right strategies, bring their dreams to life. So that's why I fell in love with coaching. And then I fell in love with coaches because they're the ones doing that same thing. Yeah. Now you have more of a a holistic perspective in working with your clients. Like you want to take in not just the business, but also the person involved in the business. Would you say that your clients, like what are their main problems with evolving their businesses when you're working with those clients that are trying to get to that next level? So what I found is that when you start your business and you make decisions based in kind of a survival mode, like I need to get this business off the ground, what is going to be the shortest path to making that happen? And as you grow your business, you learn the ropes and you become more comfortable with marketing. You become more comfortable with sales. And there comes a point where you outgrow that business that you started with. And it might be that you've outgrown your audience and who you're attracting, and you want to kind of pick people up further along in their journey. And it might also be that you have evolved out of the types of services that you're offering, and you've learned things along the way that you want to begin incorporating. So what I find is that through that journey, it's difficult to shift from what you've been used to and what has been proven to be successful into that next level of where do I go from here? What am I passionate about now? Who am I now? Because it feels almost like you're starting over again. And that alone brings up a lot of fear and kind of keeps you playing it safe in the lane that you've put yourself in. Um, And then the other aspect is that you've also developed a lot of habits. So even if you do try to make a shift in who you're attracting, what your offers are, how you want to be known, those habitual words and language will still sneak into your marketing, which means that there's a mismatch begins to happen. It's almost like a disharmony or misalignment in who you're talking to and who you want to be talking to. And so your new initiatives, they don't work as well. So it makes you feel like, okay, well, maybe this isn't meant to be. Maybe I'm not ready. People aren't going to take me seriously. And you go back to what's comfortable. So that's the most common thing I see is If you think about like a koi can only grow as big as its pond, but they don't know that their pond is small, but you have to think like they must feel like there is something bigger for them. And that's where my clients are. They know that there's something bigger, even though they're successful. And it's just this invisible thing that they're coming up against. When I say take an integrative approach is we're foundationally working on the offers, the message, and finding what that new alignment is. And then there's also all those internal beliefs, habits, things that are sneaking into your language that you're not even aware of that I notice when I'm reading your copy or just in conversation. And we start to work on those kind of internal belief systems and those internal pieces so that you can build that new successful path. Yeah. One of the things that I see, because we work with a lot of new coaches, new entrepreneurs, And we see them hit that first level of success, right? They're now out of survival mode. They're hitting that consistent income. 
And one of the things that I hear a lot is, oh my gosh, I've arrived, which is true. Uh, but the trap that I see a lot of newer coaches on their business journey fall into is they think their journey, their business is linear. Start, finished, I've arrived, I'm set. And that is that can be very dangerous. Like being the person on the journey, we want to have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I've arrived, I've made it, I'm done. And uh, we have to be careful with that. I think of it as a spiral is the visual that I give our students is you've hit one rung of that spiral and then you get to be in a spot of decision. And I really encourage everybody, especially our listeners, be very conscious when you get to that next rung, that next level in the spiral. Just because you can keep going doesn't mean you have to. And just because you have to doesn't mean you should. And so always make that from a conscious decision so that, like you said, when you go to that, with that example of the koi, if you go into that next pond and you want to grow bigger, what got you here won't get you there. And you've got to change your habits. You've got to see things differently. You've got to be comfortable again with the next level of discomfort of growth. I just want to acknowledge what you said because it's really hitting home for me and I'm sure it's hitting home for many listeners because it's it's so important to pay attention to just because you can doesn't mean that that is your next level. So what I find is that for many of my clients, the next level might not be another revenue milestone. It's bringing their business back into alignment with their lifestyle or their lifestyle may have changed like mine did. I went from single early 20s to married with children. And that next level for me was not a growing of revenue. It was a restructuring the business so that I was spending less time in the business. If you don't consciously pay attention to that, when you get to those milestones in your business, that's where burnout begins. I think that's where it starts. And if we just blindly, oh, I hit this goal, I see that next one, let me go after that. And we get caught in this cycle of let's just keep evolving. Be very careful of that. Like sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's not. And nobody can make that decision but you. And that's an important one to make consciously. Absolutely. Now, why do you think it's so hard for coaches that are in the early stages of their business, whether they're first starting out or getting to that next level? Why do you think it's so hard for some of them to own that they have a certain expertise and to create that clear business messaging and put themselves out there and be seen, whether it's that starting out or you know, any next level that you go to in your business? Why is that so hard for coaches? So I think there's a lot going on there. For one, sometimes it's not a, I can't own the expertise. It's a, do people want that expertise? Will people buy that? And there's a lot of conflicting messages that you get when you're starting out, because usually when you're starting your business, you're, you're listening to the experts. And you are taking courses and you're reading books and everyone has an opinion. And I have had so many people that I've sat down with during some of our initial conversations where they'll say they had a conversation with a coach that they were thinking about hiring and the coach told them, what your idea won't work and you need to change this, this, and this. And it lost the magic for them and they were so discouraged. So that's one aspect is just not believing that what you want to do is possible and their next thing is not going to be sellable. So that's one. The other is 
putting yourself out there as an expert can feel like putting a target on your back to be challenged. And again, it's one of those things that comes up no matter what stage of business you're in. If you're starting out, you feel already the underdog because you don't have the experience of delivering your services and your coaching to be able to say, I have testimonials and I have people uh, that have gone through this process and it's, it's created these amazing results. So claiming yourself as an expert feels really daunting in that aspect. And when you're further along, claiming yourself as an expert in something that you haven't already become known for, you're kind of running up against the same thing. And you wonder, are people going to take me seriously? What is my business? And it's unfortunately one of those things you'll come up against over and over again, because it's a limiting belief. It's one of those internal voices that is constantly going in your mind. And the answer to it is to really ground yourself in the experience that you do have and looking back at what you've done up until this point. And even if the experience that you're selling isn't exactly what you've done before, for instance, what I mean by that is you haven't actually worked with clients through the process yet, but you've did it in a past job or you've gone through the journey yourself. All of that experience is relevant. And uh, that's you can you can claim yourself as an expert without saying, I know everything, my way is better than yours. And there is plenty of space for everyone. Yeah, I love that. You talked about limiting beliefs and the language that I give it, we call them villains. We've got our villains and superpowers. And when I think back on my own journey over the last 18 years in business, every time I spiraled up to that next level or went to that new, that next size koi pond, the same villains are present in the whole journey because A, I'm out of my comfort zone and B, that's a vulnerable spot. Those things are designed to show up to say, whoa, retreat, get back to your comfort zone. That's safe there because that's how we can protect ourselves. But when we can move forward consciously with the support of mentors, coaches, guides, teachers, confidants, community, and when we can move forward in smart, conscious uh, intentional ways, we can bust through those. And I love, you know, grounding yourself in your experience. And when you talked about, look back at what you've done, I was just thinking too, when we, for, I forget how many years, it feels like probably seven or eight years, we offered one version of our signature program. And then we offered a new version of that. I had never done that kind of high-end coaching program before. So I couldn't claim I was an expert in that, but the fundamentals of what helped my students get results in the previous iteration of our program was the same framework as the new one. And so I leaned into those past client success stories where clients did work with me and got success and leveraging those past experiences to kind of borrow on that confidence until I could establish myself in this new way. So I think what you said there is so so important to leverage your past experience, to leverage client success stories, to not only share with your prospective clients, but also to help fuel your own confidence. So Holly, what process do you use when helping your clients when they want to evolve their business to help them navigate those challenges? Like, is there a difference in the way you work with clients, like a newer coach, newer entrepreneur, and a more seasoned one and how you help them with their challenges? What's interesting about that is that the process is very similar if you're a new coach or an established coach. And the first step is really finding what is that message to market match. So in the case of a new coach, it's 
who is your target audience? What is it that you're offering? And in the case of an existing coach, it's very, very similar because it's, okay, who have you been serving up until now and what direction do you want to head? So really understanding just the foundational, what your offer is, who you're working with, and developing the language around that is always the first step. And so what I do is is get very, very granular in the symptoms and the scenarios that we're going to speak to in your marketing, and then your actual method and process for solving the problem and getting your client from point A to point B. We lay all of that out first because it gives us a really solid foundation to start from and making sure that people are picking up what you're putting down, so to speak. So oftentimes when we're describing what we do or putting an offer together, we are doing it in a vacuum and it makes complete sense to us because we have so much background knowledge and we are kind of filling in the blanks in our minds. And what you're actually saying is not getting across to the person you're talking to because they don't have all of that context around it. So from there, once we have that context and the messaging that is really clear and people are getting it and seeing the value, that's where there's kind of a fork in the road. So if you're starting out, it's really about getting that message out there, getting your website in order and, and beginning to share, share your message with the world and build an audience. If you are an existing business, the only difference is you already have an audience. You're already known in your space for certain things. So there's this period of shifting. And, and you've seen companies do this when they're rebranding, where they will just, you'll see a lot of commercials that have their new messaging. You'll start to see that interviews and uh, them talking about their business in a different way. And as coaches, we do the same thing. My clients might do podcast interviews and we book a lot of podcast interviews in a condensed period of time. And what they're saying on social media changes and what they're saying to their audience and their existing community starts to shift. But it's not like a cold turkey thing. You want to begin building that new audience and putting that new message out there while also taking care of your existing audience and making sure that you're honoring what they initially signed up for. So it's a delicate balancing act. And this is where having a coach is, is helpful because you want to make sure that you're coming across in the ways that you intend. And so making those decisions can be kind of difficult on your own, but that's really the biggest difference. You knew you're starting fresh, so there's not too much to worry about. Just start putting yourself out there. And then existing, you have to plan for that, that shift from old business into new business. And that's helpful to remember. I like how you said that as you shift into the new, it's not cold turkey. It's not like, oh, yesterday was the old version and today forevermore is the new version. Now, when we're evolving or growing our business, like it's not an overnight process, right? Like how long does it take in general to get those changes in place? Can you even put a time on it? Is it like, oh, we need to work on this for about six months or it's going to take a year? Like, how do you approach that with your clients or even yourself when you made that transition? It's a really interesting question because it all depends on you and how ready you are. So I can get everything up in 30 days. I have my own website, the copy, et cetera. It's those decisions that are the hard part. So once you've made those foundational decisions and you're committed and all in ready to go, writing the copy and getting your website in order, doing your photo shoots, all of those things can be done in a very short amount of time. It's usually the feeling indecisive, not sure if you're going in the right direction, those are the things that slow you down because that's what creates 
multiple editions of your website and multiple revisions of your copy and going back and rewriting your copy. So I developed the branding game, launched that back in like 2012 to help make those decisions so that their website could go much smoother. So we added four weeks of planning on the front end. The websites would be done in two to three months. So it made a huge difference. So if you're thinking about undertaking a rebrand and you're worried about how long it's going to take, make sure that you feel really solid in your direction and not just whether or not you feel it's going to be successful, but that it's really matched with what you want to be doing because that's what's really important, that you don't want to build a business that is not going to feel satisfying when you've quote unquote made it. You want to make sure that every step you're taking is something that's true to you and what you want to be doing, what your purpose is here on earth. Otherwise, you're building a business that you're going to have to change later. And that's much more difficult than when you're starting out. Do you think there's a specific time or a clear sign to look out for when people should be thinking about evolving their business? I feel like there's a few signs when it's time to evolve your business. And burnout is one of them. You mentioned that before, where it feels like it's never enough and you're getting a little bit jaded about the clients you're working with or the seeing how successful other people are. They're further along than I am. All of those things are signs that you're unsatisfied with your business. So that's like the feelings, the more intangible ways to know that it's time to evolve is when you're, you're feeling really dissatisfied with your business, even though you know the dollars and cents say that you're making money. The other more tangible is clients say that they've plateaued. So they are trying to reach that next revenue milestone, but their revenue is staying the same year after year. What happens is once you've stagnated for long enough, your revenue will actually begin to decline. You start to lose your confidence because you're wondering why you're not reaching the goals the way you used to. The strategies that you're using aren't working the way they used to. And I've seen that a few times, and it's usually after about two to three years of trying to break through to that next level and it not happening. And nine times out of 10, it's because you've, you've outgrown your business as it stands now. Yeah, I love how your approach, it just continues to be this. Remember, it's a transition. It's not cold turkey. It's not, this was one day, this is next day. It's that transition. And for me, that makes it easier to kind of, you know, if I need to tiptoe my way into something, I've got permission to do it. If I'm ready to go full blazing speed ahead, I can do that. But now I kind of have that choice of how I want to maneuver through it. Uh, I like the framework that you've got there. What's been the most challenging part that you've had with evolving your business? That's a good question because evolving your business is an ongoing thing. I think the biggest challenge for me is that I have a lot of ideas. A lot of my clients do too. We're very creative people and I have a lot of ideas for things that I want to do and it's deciding which ones I'm going to pursue or not because I have limited time to spend in my business with three small children. And so I would say that's the, that's the biggest challenge is choosing which ideas to follow and which ones I'm putting on my later list. And making sure that whatever I am pursuing, I'm putting my whole effort into it so that I can't say it didn't work because I didn't try. I love that. That way you keep your focus. I call it a parking lot. It's like, oh, this idea kind of works in, but not really. I'm going to put it in the parking lot. We'll revisit it later. Just in doing that, it helps me to not worry about, oh gosh, am I forgetting something? Or should I have paid attention? Like it just calms that critic inside to say, it's there, I can go to it if I need to, but I can stay focused on what's important right now. 
right? I have notebooks full of ideas. Yeah. You and me both, sister. (laughs) Now, do you work alone with your clients or do you have a team? So I have, it's mostly me working with my clients. And then I have a co-leader that leads one of my programs. So I focus on strategy. She focuses on the mindset and belief systems and human behavior. Uh, And then for some of the delivery, I have contractors. So I don't actually have a team uh, that's working with me on a daily basis, but I do have people that I partner with to deliver different aspects of Mm -hmm. the, the projects that I'm working on with clients. But most of the work I do is with the coach or consultant themselves, uh, because I just haven't found a way to automate that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can automate your zone of genius. I think you automate everything else so you can live in your zone of genius as often as possible. So let's summarize a few things that we've talked about today in this conversation. We've been talking about whether you're just first starting out and kind of in that survival mode or going to a next level really use that image of either the spiral, you're kind of up-leveling, it's not a linear journey where you're one and done, or that image of the koi pond, like you can only grow to as big as your pond, and so you might need to be in a bigger pond if you wanna keep growing, but that's really the trap. Just because you can doesn't mean you have to, just because you have to doesn't mean you should, like all of that, like really make a conscious choice when you want to upgrade your business. Why do you want to do that? What's going to be the impact to you? What are the factors? Like, is it because of revenue? Is it because of clients, impact, lifestyle, whatever that is for you, be clear at that so that you have that clarity and commitment to move forward. And then as you're at each level, when you're up leveling, Holly was sharing with us, you know, how to navigate those challenges is to really first get the understanding of the foundation. Like, what are you offering? Who are you working with? And how is it uniquely suited for them? What's going to be the impact? Once you have that foundation, that's like the beacon for all choices in the up-leveling. It all comes back to that. And it's about sharing your message or not straddling the fence and mixing messages, but having a transition period where you're still doing some old messaging but beginning to sprinkle in the new messaging before you make the conversion. And I love the signs that Holly gave for the, you know, is it time to up-level? Are you feeling burnt out? Are you unsatisfied? Have you hit a plateau that you can't cross? Are you not having fun in your business or with your clients anymore? Those are signs that, that once work stopped or your revenue starts declining because of that plateau, really look at what do I need to do to enhance my business or is it time to up-level? And she gave us a lot of great concepts and steps to make and just make sure that you're doing it consciously for the right reasons, for your reasons. Be committed and go all in because otherwise the up-level is not going to work for anybody. Holly, is there anything that you want to add? Any parting words? No, I think that was a beautiful summary of what we talked about and I want people to think about what is what is that idea that's on the back burner that you've just been waiting on and is it time for you to step into that? Is it something that um, people need in their lives? And are you ready to answer that call to something bigger in your business? Beautiful. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches. And also a big thank you to Holly for this great conversation about getting your coaching business to the next level of growth. You can find out more about her at hollychantel.com. 
That's Holly, H-O-L-L-Y, Chantal, C-H-A-N-T-A-L.com. Holly, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mercy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Once Upon a Business, a show about storytelling for entrepreneurs, and Course Lab that showcases a course creator who's nailing it with their online course. This episode was produced by Cynthia Lamb. I wrote this episode with Mishi Lance. She assembled the episode. Danny Eney is our executive producer, and post-production was by Post Office Sound. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now so that you can make sure you receive future episodes. And if you like the show, please give us a starred review. It's a great way to help us get connected to more listeners. 